You are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonations might occur, but uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Welcome to another edition of Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. While people are clicking onto their phones and logging on to our live stream, we want to slowly welcome you on. We appreciate you for hanging out with us. Some um, some very sad news to start off. The Raiders lost to the Washington football team 15-17, to 17, and it's, um, it's sad news, but uh, we'll be back uh next time so would you say they got scalped (laughs) look let me let me just say this man um boy how do you say this um you know as being a raider fan is that official or unofficial? Is that official? Because because I gotta be honest with you, man. You you flip flop <laughs> every year. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, hey, that's enough time for everybody to be on. Welcome to Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. I'm DJ Impact, and we got Matt Michaels here. And believe it or not, that is not Sin City Steve. It is Simon Street. Simon Street, welcome back. We're thank you. Yeah, man. Glad to see you. And we don't have Sin City tonight. Uh, he'll he'll be back uh, probably next week or whenever. So, uh, man, it's 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 great to uh, to see everybody that is here, and we got to kick off everything with War Games, which just ended. Uh man, good stuff as always, right? I mean, War Games never disappoints at all, and. Um, I, you know, I went into it going, wow. I mean, the women kicked it off. I'm like, I don't know how the guys are going to, to top this. And, of course, they figured out a way to top it. Um, let's just start from let's start from the top. You had the new school versus the old school. And the new school did come out on, on top there. But did anybody really shine to you guys that really took the spotlight in the uh, in this match for I would say the new school that you saw anybody that really shine I, I, I say Grayson Waller man I do a <laughs> couple of things from him first of course um um coming off from the top of the uh, the uh, ring uh, ring gate whatever um the, the cage the cage yes couldn't think of it, it, it all I saw was a gate and I'm like is it a gate. No, it's a cage. Thank you, Matt, for jumping off the cage. And um, so that was crazy. And then at one point, he has a trash can that that's over him, and he's getting knocked down and and taking lots of hits and bumps on there. So to me, I mean, he really shined because we already know what Braun, what Braun Breaker can do, and he did exactly what 
we know he could do. And I mean, Carmelo Hayes showed up. But let me just ask you two, either one, any any really breakout guys in the uh, new school during this match? Yes, I'll go. Uh, definitely uh, Braun Breaker, but also, too, uh, Carmelo Hayes. Um, I know in recent weeks he he, he really has um, kind of stepped up, you know, uh, his heel persona. I mean, and, and it just definitely showed here. I mean, he was just really getting in the particular spot that I'm speaking about is toward the end when um, you had uh, Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, kind of uh, what I'd like to call a little bit, I don't know if they planned it, and probably people listening may not know what I'm talking about, but uh, uh, if you watch Dragon Ball Z, there's a part where, uh, you know, Goku grabs this bad guy, and then there's this character that basically shoots through him, and he sacrifices himself to get the job done. They were trying to do as such, mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, before that happened, uh, ew, that feedback is pretty bad, Uh before that happened, basically, you know, Carmelo was just uh, able to kind of read the situation. And, you know, he did everything from uh, low blow to Tommaso Ciampa and, you know, anything goes. He pulled the ref off. There's a whole bunch of things that he did. I feel like he is he definitely shined in addition to uh, Breaker uh, out of those two. I mean, Walter did good, too, like you mentioned, Impact. But, yeah. Um, I'll be honest with you. I went into watching this, and because I watch NXT, I was more of the uh, the Golden Black. That that was the team that I was repping. And uh, mm -hmm. but the young the young boys in uh, Team 2.0 stepped it up, and uh, I liked how in the promo that Carmelo said he said, "Look, y'all have accomplished everything, and we want it." You know, and yeah. and and that's that, and that was the story that was told. So a big shout out to them. It seems like NXT. Uh, is in good hands with the new generation. I still don't like the look. I feel like NXT is like a butterface. Everything looks good, butterface. But uh, it's, <laughs> right. but the content is still good. So so what don't you like? I don't like the color. I I, I don't like the aesthetic. Do you, the do aesthetic you, looks like shit. That's just my do, opinion. Do you understand though why it's that color? Of course, because it has nothing to do with my generation, which is cool. No, no. Do you understand now why it's that color? I have no idea. Please. Ron Breaker, that whole the whole NXT change. The, Look at his fucking color. trunks. Well, I know that. Look at his trunk. No, don't give me the shit. Just look at his trunks, and you it know looks right exactly there. Exactly the same. Okay, so we're the same me? fucking thing. Okay. They they made him the brand. Okay, so my question is this: If they made him the brand, let's go with your little your little theory. Okay, that has to be a big ass decision. All right, for WWE or NXT to go with one particular person, have it be a standout. Now that's the male side. Who would you say the female side is for that brand? Please don't tell me Mandy Rose. I don't think that they give a shit about who the female side is. It's, it's designed after the guy who is going to be the eventual WWE fucking, you know, he's the next, you're Cena, you're Roman Reigns. He's your guy. That's it. Hands in. All in. That, all in on one all guy. their fucking chips in them all. Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully they're not bluffing like we saw in NXT this past uh, last last couple weeks. With uh, uh, which coming up, I want to talk about is that what y'all think of the hair hair versus hair match? I always like a hair versus hair match. How did y'all feel about that? Cameron Grimes and um, can't think of his name off the top of my head because you're not familiar with him. Uh, Duke Hudson. I so, thought it was a good match. Yeah, I don't understand what your 
your premise was going into that though. Well, what my premise was is is when you looked back before the match, they talked about the ongoing struggle between these two before the hair versus hair match on war games. And there was a part where they were playing poker and Cameron Grimes had said, I'm going all in and Duke folded. And, you know, that's, it was just trying to make a play on words, Michaels. I'm sorry if it didn't uh, really make sense to you, but that's okay. But Hey, Simon street is back. And if I could just get in two inches under your skin, mission accomplished every time. Hey, it under my skin. It's just a waste of breath. That's all. No, cool. but it's but it's okay. But I'm blowing on you. <laughs> oh man! All right. Um, before I jump over to 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 the Cameron Grimes and and Duke Hudson, just to kind of sum up. Uh, I mean, shout out to the new school though. I mean, they you know they did their thing. I like. I think the majority of everyone in the uh, arena was. Um, Looked like they were going for the old school. And, of course, that would make more sense. We have a lot more history with a lot of the characters there, uh, the talent there, I should say. And, um, you know, it, it makes sense for the new school to win. But um, and at one point, I, 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 I love how they ended it. I mean, with Tommaso and um, with Johnny, of course, teaming up to back their – DIY days and about to get that um that count on Brian. It almost looked like it was about to happen. And it was it was just great to see that uh ah Carmelo saved it. Good stuff overall. Well, they weren't gonna let an AEW guy get a fucking pen. <laughs> oh my god. All, for, all, uh, all intended purposes is Gargano's contract is done. So he's right. out of there. You think he's gonna go to AEW? I mean, and in all honesty, do you think he's going to go to AEW? Has that been confirmed? Because I haven't seen anything. So, what do you think? I mean, what do you think that uh, money money bags there who wants to be pals with everyone isn't going to offer him a contract? And he's got a kid on the way, so he ain't going to Impact because they can't give him that kind of money. Heath Heath has already taken that money from Impact. He's got like. All those kids, so no <laughs> kid money to go around. Um, Cameron Grimes and uh, Duke Hudson hair versus hair match. Uh, I will tell you, uh, Matt, you actually did get that one wrong because you kind of thought that uh, it was definitely going to be Cameron that was going to get that hair chopped off, but it was kind of cool how it how it came out all together. Um, uh, uh, yeah, I and I, I for some reason thought, well, they done already <laughs> chopped half of his hair, Cameron's hair off. They might as well just get rid of the rest. So I kind of thought that was kind of, but you know what? I guess that's the psychology of wrestling, right? Someone who was writing going, they're probably going to think that Cameron's going to cut the rest of his hair off. Let's just go ahead and, and swerve him. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, think about it, though. There wasn't much of anything swerved tonight. To be honest. Well, no, I, so. I get that. But I'm just saying the idea of, of the way they thought people were most likely thought that was going to end, they kind of flipped that around. So that remember. Was no, purpose. no, I, I get that. But listen, but what I'm saying is, for example, we all kind of knew the idea that the new school was going to win. Who did not know that? You know, yes, there were fans that wanted the old school, but it was almost given the new school. With Cameron Grimes, it was said that he most likely was going to be the one that was going to get his hair. And, of course, we've seen that leading up to that. It didn't happen. So I'm just kind of showing you kind of. Well, that's but also don't forget, you you did point out right there 
if it usually happens beforehand, then it probably won't happen again. They're not going to, you know, they're not going to cut some of his hair to then eventually just cut all of his hair at that point. It would have made sense to cut it partially in the first place. Right. So they, they would have kept that hair long to really give it the exaggeration, but even more so with the hair versus hair match, almost every single time, it's always the heel that loses the match. Because it makes no sense to cut your baby face's hair. The only reason that it, the assumption was on uh, on Cameron Grimes is because of the um, the rumble out there that um, you know that the office wanted to change his look. But that's it. If you look at the way the story was told, it made sense. Got you. Well, it's a good match too. I found it to be very entertaining. I mean, like. It, it, it was something that when I immediately looked at the card, it wasn't the top on my list. But after watching it, I would put it as my third most entertaining match of the night for me. It was definitely, I feel more entertaining than the uh, Intercontinental uh, Championship match. I would, for me, I thought it was more entertaining. I know a lot of people might disagree. Yeah, I think everyone would disagree considering there wasn't an intercontinental match on the fucking. Well, not intercontinental. My bad. Cruiserweight. <laughs> good call. Good call. Cruiserweight. <laughs> I mean, cruiserweight. Yeah, the cruiserweight uh, was a little lack for luster. You know what? Just because you're so great, Simon, with just uh, ending one, one segment, going right to the next one, let's just go right into the cruiserweight. So, Roderick Strong versus. Joe Gacy, uh, you next. Oh, oh wow! <laughs> yeah, not much to say. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Gacy. I see something in him a little bit when I watch him in weeks prior. Yeah, about forty-five pounds of turkey from Thanksgiving. <laughs> but the thing, but but here's the thing, though. It's funny. It's funny you say that, though. Uh, I like the fact that he uses that in a lot of his promos. Like weight shaming. He always talks about the weight shaming and how he wants to bring in, you know, inclusivity and everything. And it's like, I feel like mm, I'm interested. But then as I watch him more, I just decline and really just don't don't care. And so I kind of was like with this match, like I was a little excited. But then I was like, eh, I really don't care. You know, I just kind of went and got my eggnog and wild turkey and, and started getting stuff together for work the next day on that match. To be honest. He's yeah. still he's still green. He's he's very green. Well, at least in terms of his promo, he, he's 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 trying in that level. You know, he seems to be maybe well, a little. Yeah, that's, that's why he's getting the match. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Consistent. Wait, say that again. He's, he's consistently dull. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, how about we go into Cal O'Reilly and Von Wagner versus Imperium? And of course, that's for the NXT uh, tag titles. Again, um, Eichner really showed up. I mean, I, I maybe he's just one of the guys, I guess, a part of Imperium that I, I see the whole group as I look at the whole group as one. Most of the time, they're both kind of equal in terms of what they do. But tonight, he showed he the one that kind of showed out the most. Who did? Uh, is, well, it, is, is his name Eichner or is it something else? Oh, oh, oh we're talking about uh, Eichner. Eichner. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it sounded like you said Wagner. That's what we thought you said. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Eichner, yeah. Okay. Imperial. So, um, Imperium. Imperium. 
So a few things. I mean, it, uh, I, I I'm always impressed when I see anybody, and it doesn't matter what uh, promotion they went, but whenever they could do the whole jump on one part of the rope onto the other part and then flip over. I'm just always <laughs> wowed by that. And, and he did that tonight. Um, he did another one where he literally just ran to the side and ran up the second rope, the third rope, and another flip. And I'm like, dude, I mean, he just really showed out tonight. I mean, props to him. Uh, what would you guys take over on this particular match? And, of course, the ending. What was your take? Uh, yeah, go ahead. It's Kyle O'Reilly's goodbye, too, essentially. He'll have that cage match on uh, Wednesday and then or on Tuesday. Yeah, most likely he's gone. So another AEW person. Tony Tony gonna be Tony gonna be writing texts and uh, seeing uh, some of his uh, talent go away when uh, the uh, contracts run out uh, in the coming year or so. Yeah, I always imagine Tony Khan when he's doing these texts around the holiday season, singing "Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow," and just bags of coke falling from the sky. Oh, Jesus. Um, well, um, anyway, yeah, the match, I, I, I thought it still turned out to be really good. Uh, you had uh, Vaughn look like he was going to attack Kyle at the very end. And, of course, Kyle was ready for that. And, uh, by the way, did he throw up the undisputed sign? He yeah. Did, that was? Okay. Because I was like, uh, why you throw that up? <laughs> Outside of, yeah. you said why well, not? I mean, outside of he, almost saying, you know, I'm going to go be with the boys, it's just kind of weird to throw it up. I mean, there's no more undisputed area his, on there. His, back, his backstage follow-up made sense, though. It did. Yeah, it did. I uh, yeah. That's the reason. Like, I've been here forever. Why the hell would you think that you were going to mess with someone who's, you know. Sure. So, yeah. But, yeah, yeah no, it's... What else do you think? Unless they sign them to a big contract, which they're not going to, then uh, why not do that kind of shit on your way out? Right. Well, we all kind of saw the writing on the wall with Kyle Riley, just in general. Um, you know, once Undisputed Era kind of dissolved out, you know, yeah, he tried his singles run. It was okay, but it wasn't a big splash. And we, we, we knew once his contract was up, that's it. He's he going to go to AEW, and that's going to be the end of it. And you, so you're going to have three of the four members of Undisputed AEW. Highly doubt Matt's going to go over. I know that you we, know. Um, you know, have – it's been mentioned now twice about the idea of, of Johnny Organo and Kyle, Kyle O'Reilly going over. We, we're going to talk a little bit more about this on our three count, which if you're listening to us live tonight, you will be able to hear it. But if you're listening to the podcast uh, that's released this Monday, make sure you listen to the podcast tomorrow, which will be released Tuesday. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that because I got some um, I got some thoughts about that. So I want I want you to make sure you listen to that, especially when we get to that segment. We had the women's part of the war games, Toxic Attraction, and along with Dakota Kai versus Io Shirai, 
Cora Jade, Raquel Gonzalez, and Kaylee Ray. First off, I had no idea that uh, Cora Jade was only 20 years old. I didn't know she was that young, you know? Baby. Yeah. Baby. Yeah. But let me tell you, um, if she's not really hurt, she played the shit out of that that entire <laughs> match. Like, like seriously. I mean, I, I, I was trying to figure out, well, is she really? Well, maybe she isn't. You know, and then I, I kind of saw how she landed, and it didn't – it seemed like the shoulder, the right shoulder, landed more on the table than the left, which is the one. It wasn't, it wasn't the table. It was, no, it no. was the way that her, the um, the shoulder came down. Her left shoulder came down mm-hmm. on the mat, not okay. the actual table. You saw the table because that's what you were seeing first. So her right shoulder was taking the table, right? But her left shoulder then came down onto the mat. Um, could easily have popped it out, but it also could be easily um, a spot in which that was, you know, they, yeah. they planned, you know, sure. hey, this is what you're going to do. And I, to, and like I say, I could not figure it out, yeah. but no matter what, it, it made the storyline work overall. I mean, she got the pin at the very end, you know. But that, that was the whole purpose of it. I knew it was a work immediately when Io Shirai, was stopping everybody from getting an ass and she was going to just pop this shoulder back in, in the most awkward of ways. I've never seen anybody but pop the, someone's shoulder in there. I was like, that's, that's, it was a work. But even, and, even with that though, Simon, I would say like in, in most cases, even when you pop that back in, you kind of, you kind of at least would act like, okay, my arm is back to working. She still was playing it, that it was injured still all the way to the she point. She was still working with it. Yeah, I'm all the way bro, to the end. As you know. Bro, have, yeah, have you ever had a shoulder pop out? I have. I've had it pop out from the ring. And yeah, what she was doing wasn't um that's exactly what you'd be doing. That arm is not it's not working. You're just doing this most of the time with your hands and trying to get it going back. It doesn't yeah, you don't immediately go back into a match. So she played it well. Yeah. I just knew so. it was a work when Io Shirai came in. Talking about, oh, hold on, I'm experienced in this. Like that would have never happened if it was. So real. even if you, yeah, get, but if, so even if your arm is popped back in, it, it still won't work. Not, 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 not necess- Yeah, not necessarily. Like, well, let's put it this way. Um, so if you're using two hands to swing the um, the kendo stick, you're not going to be using two hands to swing the kendo stick. Unless you're just one of those people who's super, like, you know, I, I can just deal with pain to 100% of the max. Mm-hmm. Um, so, there, I mean, it, it that is a, that's how it is when you, when it pops out. Um, now, here's the thing, though, with Shirai popping it back in, mm-hmm. the, um, she couldn't leave the cage right yeah that was the problem yeah (laughs) so the question is is it a work or is it a shoot um because of that fact so and honestly when your shoulder's out and simon you said you had to pop out um the the last thing you want is it for for it to stay out for a while (laughs) just pop the fucking thing back get it over with get over with yes please (laughs) So and you don't want it to pop out again. Right. Exactly. So 
Uh, I, I mean, mean, I it's... guess you end up you end up knowing more when you watch the show on Tuesday, or if you follow all the social media and stuff. But nevertheless, work or not, I mean, it still turned out really good. And shout out to <laughs> Raquel actually putting Dakota in a trash can all the way in. <laughs> okay, nice. Yeah, twice. only thing that was missing was the cover. You know, she just put the cover Wait. on the trash can. <laughs> and she swung the on trash top of that, the more, the more impressive part of that was the fact that she was able to swing that garbage can around. <laughs> right. I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Hanging out the garbage. You know, uh, I will say with this, because I know you had asked a similar question with the gentleman who, who kind of stood out in mm-hmm. the women. So I'll go ahead and answer that as far as my impressions. Um, I would definitely say uh, Gigi. Dolan really looked strong in that. And that's just my yeah. opinion. She looked really comfortable in there. She looked really strong. Uh, she seemed like this was her own playground. I believe this was our first time in NXT in this type of a match. Uh, she looked really good. Um, who else looked really good? Uh, of course, Dakota Kai uh, did really good to kind of start off the match a little bit. Uh, it wasn't uninteresting. Uh, we'll say that. The one person I felt out of, uh, you know, tox- Team Toxic, uh, where, where the two people that kind of fell short was Mandy Rose, which I've never been convinced is her as a NXT champion. It's just uh, WWE's attempt to, to uh, find a way to make her relevant, but that's just my opinion. And then uh, I felt like uh, JC Jane was a little bit lacking a little bit. Uh, you know what I mean? I, I felt like the rest of her team, they were really doing well. They looked comfortable. She seemed like she struggled a little bit. I don't know if you guys felt the same way when you watched it. And as far as Raquel's team, the one person that really – did amazing and she looks super comfortable and she has done these matches before is uh Kaylee Ray uh or maybe not a war games match but she's done cage matches before Kaylee Ray did amazing and I've said even from when she was on uh NXT UK I know eventually one day uh if she makes it this far where she is now she's gonna be amazing like really amazing even if they move mm-hmm. her up to the main roster I could see her having a presence how big I don't know but she definitely would fit yeah. Well, yeah the uh, the women's match man was was um, was a great way to start off uh, war games and it, you know I mean it was uh, it was just impressive to see all that. It's amazing how Eel is a part of that. You know since she's been <laughs> in the uh, company and I just and it seems like she's just. At some point, you just be like, ah, you know, I don't know if I want to be in this one. You know, she was about to, you saw at one point, she had the uh, trash can in her going hand back up. going back up. I'm like, no, don't do it. <laughs> I thought she was going to put it on her hand and jump off again. I'm right. Like, Damn, girl. I'm like, yo, you're just too much, man. She's a, she's a rider for sure, you know. Yeah, um, yeah but that was, um, unless I miss anything, that was uh, War Games. Uh, uh, overall, a, a great uh, pay-per-view event. And, uh you know what was funny? Going into it, I was wondering how they were going to put that that second ring in there because when you watch the show, it's pretty yeah. tight. And I was thinking, how were they going to get that other ring? But <laughs> they made a way <laughs> how they did it. So, uh, so shout out to that whole setup. And it looked like they promoted the next one being NXT New Year's Evil, which would be on the 4th. I think it's the second one, if I'm not mistaken. I know they did it last year, New Year's Evil. Yeah. So this, I think, would be the second annual. And actually, the promo was that. Did you see? Did you think the promo was pretty interesting yeah. when they showed everybody? They showed the crowd, the fans, and it zoomed right yeah. into Mandy. That was kind of, you know, 
I mean, you might not like her, but they 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 invest in her, man. They trying to pump her up, you know. So, well, I will say this, you know, with WWE pumping Mandy uh, Rose up, uh, she she's not all have bad. I just feel like she hasn't found her niche. I yeah, I, I just don't I don't see her that relevant. I do see her as a presence, but maybe it's the same way I feel about Carmella. I feel like there are certain people that are better in teams. So she does do well with Gigi and, and Jane and Jane, but her on her own, I just I just don't feel it. And I probably never will. So good luck, WWE. Try and make the shit work. Well, and maybe that's the reason why they have her on a team <laughs> at the moment, you know. And, she definitely needs way, how dare you even compare her to Carmella? <laughs> oh, yes, please. <laughs> Enlighten me, young sir. Oh, no, man. it's just simple. At least Mandy Rose can look like she's a wrestler. This is true. And she doesn't have to cover her face with a sparkling baloney mask. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, that was NXT, guys. Let's go. Let's roll right into Raw. We're going to combine our Raw and SmackDown shows. But for Raw, Seth Rollins kicked it off. And he was excited because he had a little secret to tell everyone that he was going to fight against Big E for the title at day one. Uh, that was kind of how that started off, but uh, that's not kind of how it ended. And that was pretty good how they put all that together. Um, yeah, what's your guys' take on Raw? Anything there? I mean, even starting off from how that started to how that ended and everything in between. First and foremost, I love that coat that uh, Steph Rollins was wearing. Like, I would never wear no shit like that. But <laughs> if I ever was bold enough to it, that's the shit I would wear. That shit was on point. Um, as, as far as, like, Raw, man, I actually did watch it on Monday, so I'm trying to recall back if it was anything that stood out. But as, like, most of the time we say, there wasn't too, too much that stood out. Well, Raw for me, so just just so everyone know, I kind of cheat because I, I watch a lot of the shows the day – of or the day before we shoot our podcast just so how the fuck is that cheating not cheating well, it's, 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 it's you have a dvr it's, it's okay man yeah what's well, I mean, that's not cheating that's that's being fresh yeah but just so that we don't have these man i forgot what happened seven days yeah we should be writing shit down well i'm not saying i did forget really that i'm just being honest and there wasn't too much that stood out I mean, overall, I thought overall, I thought Raw was pretty good. I thought they had they ran a good storyline with Seth and and uh, Kevin Owens, and that whole thing was just great. I mean, <laughs> oh yeah, you, you, that that was it. That, that that was the one thing that stood out. How Kevin Owens was really slick in using mind games and telling Seth at the beginning, "Hey man, I'm going to be in a match uh, with Biggie, and if I win, it's going to be our match. So until I win, it's going to be our match." Knowing that Seth would be a little punk and go and cry uh, about it, and it ends up happening. Uh, that, that, to me, stood out. Uh, other than that, there wasn't – it was just for all. And I felt bad because I was like – I was hoping might be something more going into what the next big event is uh, day one. Yeah, we still got a month. So going into, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Um, well, that's what they presented in the whole show. They kept always talking, alluding to day one, day one, this match, day one. They said yeah, but it's not down. going into. Now, if it was the fucking Raw before the show, then that's going into. You still got a fucking full month of buildup. So, you know, easier jets. This isn't, uh, it isn't fully uh, set up. Oh, um, my bad. Potato, potato. 
Yeah, well, your potatoes up your potato hole, so you know. Well, hey, I'm just trying to be like you. If I could fit two potatoes like you, then I'll be doing. Yeah, okay. So Edge's return to Raw, uh, and the interruption by the Miz was um, very uh, interesting uh, to see that that might be where we're we're going with as Edge and Miz. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's. I don't know if there's a history there. Because I think Miz started right as Edge had to retire. So wow, that, he got out of uh, tag team. He started his solo uh, from uh, when Edge retired the first time. That's what I'm talking oh, about. Okay, okay, guys, oh, make sure. Like you know, making sure that in terms of having those two wrestle each other, I don't think that that um, they've really faced each other ever. So it's an interesting. It's an interesting uh, setup. Now, I have a question. Okay. So with that whole thing happening, Maurice comes out. All right. We, we're assuming she will be ringside when that match goes to that play. We do know that uh, Beth Phoenix is no longer going to be on commentary at NXT. That has been official. So do you think that we may see a Beth Phoenix appearance Why, if that match goes down? Or is that just a little bit too much? It depends how far. I mean, it's far out right now. Um, If you, if you, I mean, honestly, you probably save that for WrestleMania for to have the uh, mixed tag between the two couples. I don't see why you wouldn't do it at Mania. But that's why I say it's kind of odd, though, because it's so far out. Um, You could see that potentially happen at um, at the Rumble, possibly, or day one. You know, the cool thing I will say about that, we, we to our knowledge, they've never had a, a match together. But one thing I can't expect out of both Edge and The Miz is it's going to be some really good promos. Uh, Edge already is top of his game as far as any promo he ever delivers their own fire. And The Miz is really good, too. So, I mean, hopefully they'll build something really strong together. And I wanna, might see some really good promo packages. I want to go out on a ledge and probably say that Edge in terms of promos in the industry of all time. And that's going to be very difficult. That could be a controversial statement. But I definitely would, however we do it, it would have to be in the top five. And I don't even know where, if I would even, how far within that five, because hands down, The Rock to me is going to be number one. Um, But Edge is not just far off from that. I mean, his delivery is just... This is on point. It's where I would be trying to think up what the next thing to say with him. It's almost as if it's, it's just all built in. He just already know it's not, you know, it's not memorized, but it's just, it just seems like it's, it's, it just comes out. It just comes out without even thinking about it, which is great. And I think that's what makes, I think edge promos just, I mean, to just hit when he made the the when he made the point of saying you got people on other shows saying your name just to get a cheap reaction, like okay, I'm sure that was something that was talked about that was going to be said, but the way he said it didn't sound like that was something that was planned. It sounded like it, it was just something he just was just coming off off the dome right there and said it, you know, and and it was a great line. 
So that's why I say, I mean, with the both of them, you're really going to see a lot of that. And they have really good reactionary, like, like, like they really know how to, uh, their improvisational skills are really, really good. Um, and, and like I said, I don't know who's going to strike first with a, with a powerful promo, but whoever delivers up the afterwards, that's going to be hot too. So I, you know, they, can they build it? Hell yeah. Will the match be great? Possibly. I don't know. It better be hard hitting. Cause I feel that that edge does better when it's really like a hard hitting affair, kind of like what we saw with him and Seth, um, in, in the, in the match that he had at Survivor Series. Well, I don't think Miz really ever puts on horrible matches. So no. if, if you no, know, it would be a great match overall if, if, if that's where it comes to. So we'll see. I want to see Miz bleed. <laughs> well, maybe you'll get your wish, man. Um, Vince and Austin Aries hanging out again. Matt, are you kind of liking that? Uh, I'm, um, I'm sorry, Ooh. not Austin. <laughs> Aries, they signed him again? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you mean uh, Vince's adopted son, Austin Theory? Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. He was teaching them some very good lessons. Wouldn't you say, Matt? I think it's fabulous, and I think Austin Theory is uh, got everything that you need to be, you know, what they need. Listen, Austin Theory probably invents his eyes as John Cena. Very similar, very similar body yeah. take, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's what we're looking at. You yeah. know, your future, your future in this company are guys like Austin Theory and Ron Breaker. You know, that's what you, that's what you're going to be seeing 10 years from now. Those are going to be the uh, the established guys. I don't have a problem with uh, Austin Theory. And I, if y'all guys remember before I took my little break, uh, I was kind of really critical on Austin Theory when he was in NXT. I, I don't like him being dumb, uh, playing the dumb guy, but I like him being just just overly confident asshole. And that's what he is. I, I don't know. That's just that more of my cup of tea, me seeing him that way. But, well, uh, it's because you're jealous of anyone who's playing the idiot because you know you do it better than anyone else. Uh, and, and here I thought you didn't love me or miss me. I gave you a kiss over across the screen, Matt. Oh man. Um, but 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 that exchange between him and this man was really really cool. Uh, the reason why I liked it a lot is even though I was able to guess what was going to happen when Vince was saying, sometimes you have to expect the unexpected. I was thinking to myself, like, okay, he gonna punch him or he gonna have somebody punch his ass but he slapped him and it looked really it, i don't know it was just exactly what i wanted to see i like that type of vince mcmahon you know what i mean uh i like it better than the than, than him coloring his hair we know that shit is snowy white but you know it, it, it was really cool and you're right matt uh, austin theory is going to be the future of wwe i have no problem with it well, it's, if, it's definitely, if definitely was, like i'm thinking if you're hanging out with with vince that automatically kind of shows you that there is some interest there yeah uh, until until he's released next week oh boy now that would just be it could happen that would be a head scratcher (laughs) but there's you know there's there's no more you know there's no more um there's no more rhyme or reason or logic to releases so yeah this looks promising and it should be this way and then shit oh we know he gets released uh you know right after WrestleMania and you go, what the fuck happened with that? Right. So, yeah. 
we had a Raw Women's uh, contract signing that was uh, between uh, Becky and Liv Morgan. And, um, you know, I, you know, shout out to Liv. For starters, I, I would say that it, um, you know, her promos are, 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 are pretty good as well. Look like she's gotten better in, uh, on that over time. And uh, I know fans are cheering. And, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Gotten better over time? You mean she's gotten promos now? Because really she really didn't get oh, shit before, if you think about it. That's true. That's true. I will say this. It was really cool how, because I didn't, it, I don't want to say I don't think that Liv Morgan was capable of doing it smoothly. But I was very happy to see that she did, how she slipped in uh, to Becky Lynch talking about, uh, something to the effect, well, you're the reason why I lost all my friends. Like, I thought, okay, all right, I get you on that. Like, like things like that, I like that, to see in promos. I'm not saying that that's any correlation to the actual truth. That that probably may be far from the truth. But it was something enough that I think the audience heard that and was kind of like, ooh. And I hope that they take the opportunity to kind of maybe build on points like that. Because I think, I think whenever you'll be able to throw digs like that, that, you know, the average wrestling fan would wish that they think is reality because, you know, let's be honest, us wrestling fans, we, we we love to think shit is real when it really ain't. Yeah, but are you thinking reality or are you thinking, oh, my God, it's a war between AEW and WWE? What are we talking about? Are we talking about how fans are all in on a war between AEW and WWE? Yeah, how that's those crazy. Are the only ones who are, yeah, those are the only ones who are saying shit, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, those are most of the fans that are, those type of fans are going to be like that. Because for them, it's it's like gossip, you know? It's like gossip candy. They love it. They can't get enough of it, you know? But I, I'm saying, like, I felt like that dig, if they do more with that, I felt like that kind of had me like, hmm, maybe some other people felt that way. So she handled herself very well in that. She didn't seem uncomfortable you know, given somebody that as Matt alluded to, she has not had opportunities to really have promos, especially like with Becky Lynch, who's really good at it. So kudos to her. Well, you know, she has, she had mentioned, hey, you know, my friends aren't here because of your your big contract. Hey. But what was what what was great about Becky's line? I was like, oh, boy, that's that's a little bit too truthful. She said, uh, <laughs> "Some of us deserve to get paid, <laughs> you know, big contracts." I'm like, oh. <laughs> easy there easy you know but um yeah, and to that point it builds to it yeah but but you also made one point though that is what dj really is shining a light on that is okay that was the bigger line mm -hmm. the 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 fact that she gets paid all this money but you picked up on the smaller line which is what all the fucking marks pick up on. Oh, they're sending shade AEW. Uh-oh. Because not only did you mention that, but you mentioned it in Edge's promo too. So the two things that stuck out for you was the stuff that is the, the war stuff that people want between AEW and WWE. Well, that may be true from your perspective, but that wasn't my intent. But I do see the connection that you're stating. Even um, if it wasn't your, your yeah, yeah. If it but wasn't I see the connection. Head, but, it's, yeah. but that's what stands out. Whereas I think DJ made the bigger point, and that is the better line is, well, I'm worth that fucking 
fucking money. Right. <laughs> like yeah. fucking Sarah Logan. I mean, for God's sakes. Okay. Whatever. She was never worth it. And Ruby Soho, you know, or, or Ruby Riot or whatever. She's working in AEW doing the same line of work she's doing in WWE. Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, it's facts. It's facts. It is what it is. No, but I, I think that that's that, that everybody wins in this case. I think when they're able to kind of mix both of those and it's, and it's something that elicits a response from both, you know, the super Saiyan marks who want the AEW WWE war and other people who are just, just purely entertained by, you know, the broader statement, you know, those things I think matter. I, 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 and we were, we, we, I don't know if we've made it the theme so far with raw, but we're talking about promos and how they help to really build up and, and build matches. We're talking about Edge and, and uh, Seth Rollins. We're talking, I'm not sorry, Edge and uh, The Miz. And now we're talking about um, Liv Morgan and um, uh, Becky Lynch. You know, I, I like it. I like to see more of that. You know what's interesting? While you say that, at the same time, isn't it funny that that seems to be one of the biggest complaints about? WWE programming. Oh, they talk too much. Isn't that funny? It, it's just funny because yet on the other show, oh, CM Punk and MJF. Oh my God. Let's let them talk, talk for fucking a half an hour. Yeah, uh, Chris Jericho hasn't shut up since day one, you know, and it's like, oh no, they can't do any wrong, but oh, God forbid, Raw has all these fucking promo segments. Uh, Oh, that's that's horrific. Yeah, and I've heard I've I've, I've heard a lot about that. I don't want to go on too much about the subject, but I, I see your point because I hear a lot of that. The last thing I mentioned on Raw that was uh, that was entertaining for me was was AJ uh, <laughs> uh, being blind and couldn't see. <laughs> uh, uh, AJ Styles, I love that whole thing. That was just great all the all the way around, and that's the comedy but, you look for. You know, that's the thing about. That's something I think when you compare both WWE and AEW, I think that's one thing that I that I, I don't like with AEW. I don't I don't get the comedy part. I I want to laugh. I want to laugh at corniness and jokes and and these things that people say and do in the in the back and just stuff like that. I mean that whole gimmick was just entertaining. And even when he was he when he was out. Uh, sitting next to uh, Corey and and looking the wrong way. That type of stuff is just exciting. It's just funny to see that AEW doesn't, to me, get. And so it just makes it the most excitement I get from them has to, has to come from the matches because there's no funny dialogues that they know how to present to you that keep your, your interest really going. At the most, maybe CM Punk and MJ in their 20-minute <laughs> rant. But it hadn't been something like that in a long time that was like, oh, wow. No, there, you, you, have to, you have to admit that, like, when it came to that stuff, really the, um, the best thing they did was the musical number. Yeah, I was just thinking that, too. Okay, yeah. That's, I mean, but that's about it. Everything else is like, you know, eh. But it's funny you say that because there's two things that fans will immediately pick up on one if you're an AEW fan oh my god i can't believe they're making aj styles do this he's a fucking great wrestler and they're making him be a fucking stooge and doing this blind angle it's all bullshit and this is why wwe sucks number two AEW fan 
when AJ Styles is asked to do the same thing in AEW. My God, AJ Styles is the best ever. And that was so fucking funny how he played a blind man. So, yeah. Right. You, you know what? I will tell you this with regards to AJ Styles losing his blindness because he, like he said, caught the smoke uh, via a, uh, uh, what he said, it was a, a fire extinguisher, right? Uh, you know, I think that uh, uh, Miss Gonzalez actually went with that with her tactic when in war games because she tried the same way, but those girls didn't seem to be blind at all. So I thought that was kind of funny as she pulled that out. I was like, oh, she must have thought she could blind them like AJ Styles. <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah, so that's pretty much how uh, Raw and, of course, Kevin Owens did uh, have this match with Big E and Seth end up uh, getting involved, which he shouldn't have. And now we're going to have a three-way for day one for the uh, for the title, so the WWE Championship. So that should be exciting to see that, how that come about, and uh, we'll see where that goes. SmackDown. It's all about Brock. It's all about Brock Lesnar, right? It was great to. Uh, so let me tell you my issue with SmackDown, and it has to do with the fact that, and and I think they're doing it on Raw too, but it's just too obvious on SmackDown, and it's bothering me. They got to kill that audio track. They have to kill it. It is. They're they're still running the crowd audio track that they were doing, oh. and it's so loud, and it's too obvious. There there are just points. In the show, and it really happens when promos happen, where it's just you just hear it just going on, and it's like, why don't nobody know to at least lower it at the most? And sometimes you can't even hear the commentary with Cole and uh, McAfee because their volume is very low, and then the track is high. You know, I don't know. They just gotta fix that. I mean, everything's good with it, but I just hate when I. It's a constant bad audio track that they use but i mean outside of that man the show kicked off uh yeah brox was on the show and man this is why Sami Zayn again again the entertainment factor i mean everything with that they did from the beginning and what they did from the end with just those two to me was just gold am i wrong on that yeah. just <laughs> i don't know yeah I mean, um, yeah, go ahead. Well, that's your, I mean, that, listen, that was your show. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. In the bookend, that's basically what your show. Yeah, it really was. I mean, that's, that's really what it comes down to. Cause, um, if we go on as much, uh, here on SmackDown as we did as Raw, right. um, which we shouldn't really have even put that much time into Raw because it wasn't that much standout, but, I mean, look, listen, you've, you've, you had Seamus versus Cesaro. Okay, whatever. Who cares, right? Uh, Charlotte Flair had her ring-ring uh, promo where she got the revenge pie in the face from Tony Storm. Okay, fine. That's great. Um, winner by disqualification, King Woods, in that you know match that is setting those two up against uh, the Usos for the championship day one. Loss of Therios. Does anyone give a shit about Los Los Therios? At this point? Like roses and yeah, roses. Well, or, or do, do we give less of a shit about the Viking Raiders at this point? Because boy, that was a match that was just like, well, who the fuck do I care less about in this one? Uh, for, the, for the guitar solo, let's be real. Guitar solo? 
Wasn't there like a guitar solo that what's the guy that does the guitar all the time? That's yeah, with, Rick, uh, Rick Nakamura. Rick Booth. Didn't he yeah. do their yeah. yeah, did didn't he do their uh, entrance music or something at the end yeah. or something like that? For no fucking reason they had them as part of this whole thing. That's what I'm saying. It was all a, yeah, it was all a mess. Um, you know, I, after the match, Boog plays the guitar again with the Viking Raiders and starts mm-hmm. dancing with them. Yeah. Does anyone really give a shit? Like, that's like your middle of the show. That was everything. And then Sasha the other, had a match. Uh, well, that was it. The only other thing that was right after the Brock Lesnar thing at the beginning was Sasha versus Shayna. And, you know, and Sasha really shouldn't have got the win in that match either because what are you trying to do with Shayna, for God's sake? So are you trying to make her a fucking beast or, you know, so... I actually, for once, will agree with you on that one. Uh, I actually went in thinking that Sasha was meant to lose that to build up Shayna a little bit. Or at least the plan. At least make it like uh, have her Did like, you? like yeah, like yeah. like keep uh, the you know something locked into Sasha where she just can't tap out anymore. You know something like that. Um, I'll do it really, next week. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, really, that's. You know, that was your, like, that's everything in between. If you take away the Brock Lesnar stuff, what do you have in that show? I will tell you this, though. Um, they, 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 I think they said it, and if they did say it, I must be hearing things, but it still sounded great in my head, was uh, Brock, but, uh, no, Brock Buster. Instead of, you know, like Blockbuster, Brockbuster, that's basically what Friday night was. And I enjoyed the first damn segment of the show because it was the first time I ever thought I would see this close I'll get is Brock Lesnar as a manager. You know, he, 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 I just, it was great. I love seeing Brock Lesnar's personality come out. Like even like, was, was it like four or five years ago? He uh, had the boom box in his hand and he, in, on his shoulder, he was dancing. I love seeing Brock Lesnar like that. I like this iteration of Brock Lesnar. I like it a lot. When he was coming back, I think I'm telling you guys, I was not interested. I said, I don't want freaking Brock Lesnar back. I'm not in. I like seeing Brock Lesnar like this. I am excited for the day that if he does happen to be written in that he's going to take the Universal Championship from Roman Reigns, so be it. Probably won't happen, but I'm enjoying what I'm seeing right now. And Sami Zayn is pure delight. You know, Sammy, I love it. Sammy was... In one way, he says, look, man, let's be real. You're going to have a – you should help me win because you're going to have a better chance of getting the title if we end up end up fighting. Okay, so it, it, it best to go – but on the other hand, you also haven't had a very good record against Roman. Yeah. Either. Dude, that's just like <laughs> great. I mean, yeah. and of course, that's what causes destruction. But that – I mean, dude, it's it's just – it was yeah. And and you are right about that, Matt. It was in between was very it was tough. You know, I don't I didn't even have many notes outside of uh, Kofi Kingston's return, and uh, and I also put in there that yeah. so- and Sonya slapped the shit out of Naomi. I did write that down. <laughs> you know, I'm actually interested in seeing that. I I kind of like how they've been running that back and forth. I don't know what's going to really come out of it, but I'm really liking that whole thing, and I'm ready to see where that goes. But um, but yeah, I have to take the suit off. She's going to have to take that suit off. I can't wait for her to take the suit off. 
Yeah, and then listening to uh, Adam Pierce on FaceTime giving directions. <laughs> oh, Jesus, but yeah, man, that was your uh, that was your SmackDown. Of course, everything leading up to day one. Like I say, guys, you know, normally this is a part of the year where everyone's just trying to get through now holiday time. So you're going to probably get all types of shows and things that just not going to make sense. We're just trying to put a show together right now, you know, type deal. So we'll see where it goes from there. Uh, let's jump over into AEW Dynamite. Might as well just go there. Uh, yeah. Let's get through that really quick. Well, it, you know what, DJ, in all fairness, let me uh, start off. And, by, I did uh, watch, and I did watch those ones I was telling you about, so I did got a chance to see that. But go ahead, man. Kick it off. Well, no, yeah. I, I, we, can't start, uh, we can't start off talking about AEW without talking about, man, that first match was just fucking amazing. <laughs> it was incredible. You know, and first we got Cody to see... And well, hey, Adam Page, Hangman Adam Page made his way out to go on to commentary, and uh, don't forget, JR JR is out with uh, with the uh, the cancer going on, so hopefully he's doing well. But uh, you know, whew, that American Dragon, Byron Danielson versus Allen Five Angels. Uh, <laughs> my God, I mean, it was just I I would have to give it like ninety two stars. Yeah, 90, 92 stars. It was you, just what are you phenomenal. Um, uh, no, 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 but I'm I'm close to Meltzer. Matt, the whole so, the overall show, I, I so fucking sucks. Yeah, it's awful. Oh, and I'm oops, and I'm going oops. like yeah, and I'm going. I just don't, and I I feel bad because see, then the AW fans who will listen to us would think that we're just marks for wwe not seeing what AEW is doing but dude i looked did at hear, did you just hear what we said about smackdown they, like, they don't hear that the they're not that? gonna hear that part they're not gonna hear that it's gonna hear the attack on their show because we should be celebrating the idea that we saw um sting and billy gunn um go head up <laughs> that or, wasn't entertaining you know, I think I think, uh, I think the most entertaining thing of the night was uh, Brandy coming out, lighting the table on fire, and Cody Rhodes burnt more of himself than anybody else. Yeah, we we can get there in a second, right? As, as soon as we get we get through the uh, the fact that everything else on the show was shit. Yeah, I including mean, yeah, CM Punk who who can't lose the match, and Brian Danielson who can't lose the match, right? So there's your first hour of your show. And then going back to the TBS championship. Like, we, again, we, we talked about like, like what did, what did Ruby? I, I sat there a lot of times looking at them and everything was just holds like they're holding, you know, there was nothing going on in the ring for that entire 10 minutes of, of, of a match. If that's what you want to call it. And I'm just kind of like, okay, give me something. You know, at least, you know, if it was Thunder Rosa, we'd get a little bit something more in the ring. But with them two, it was just kind of like nothing oh, was happening. Let me, let, let me, okay. So I like to kind of just look at some random website's notes so I know okay. 
what the the matches were to refresh my memory. Gotcha. And this this one I just happened to grab was wrestleview dot com is the website, and this was done by a uh, Josh Boutwell. Boutwell, and um, so you absolutely we're hitting on something with that match right this is what this guy <laughs> said about that match okay. he uh he gives uh star ratings okay that was soho's best match in aew <laughs> she looked really good and statlander is as excellent as always they really made it clear these two were on equal footing Four stars. So what How am many? I? So what am I not seeing? Because I saw something completely different, and it wasn't I mean, a great match. Statlander, I like, but I, I mean, she's not great, and you know, Ruby is very good, but let's face it, you know, she's probably going to beat Nia or Nyla. I'm sorry, Nyla. And then um, she'll probably lose to Jade. And I'm, I'm, I, you would hope that they go with uh, Rosa versus Ruby because at least that would be two capital people. But you're going to probably see Jade beat Thunder Rosa and then beat Ruby to win this title just because they're pushing this person who is green as shit and you know, is, is someone that they want to build, but it, it just, there's a lot of shit going on, man. <laughs> it's so frustrating. There was a, I think Warlow had a, had a match and it was like against who and why, and what's the purpose. You know, I, I, <laughs> I try, dude, I swear. I swear. I try. I really, do, well, guys. Was... I really like, I really do oh. sit there and go, okay, I I remove all of my thoughts going in and I say, okay, let me watch this and let me just I pretend like so, I'm one of the fans. I'm looking and I just find myself just here's your here's your logic. And you want to know why they why they had that match. So remember, MJF had the war of words after Punk's match. And as Punk went down the ramp, Warload came out there mm-hmm. and Wardlow was standing between Punk and, and MJF. Right. Which is insinuating that we're going to see Punk versus Wardlow. Right. So what they decided to do is give AC Adams, who who fucking knows who AC Adams is. Right. Okay. Ward knows. Right. But you had Wardlow take him on with Sean Spears in Wardlow's corner because right. he needs him. Yeah. And this this describes it perfectly. This was the whole match described. This is it. Wardlow destroys Adams immediately with a lariat and four consecutive power bombs for the pin. And then Spears comes in after the match and destroys Adams with a chair. So that's your whole segment. The Spears thing makes no sense at all. The Wardlow thing only makes sense in the fact that they want to build him up so that Punk can beat him. <laughs> for so now, once again, that don't make sense. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I can't, man. 
I try. I'm gonna keep trying, guys. I'm not giving up. Oh, I, and and can, yeah. And can we, can we? I mean, again, talk about fucking stuff that really makes no sense. Is um, we see Tony Nice for weeks, <laughs> right? And then we immediately put him in in with Sammy Guevara, and he loses uh, on Rampage. So why is this guy even? You know. Again, it's like bring them in, have them lose, and then you know that shows that we're building our guys. But it's like, why did Sammy Guevara? What did that do for Sammy Guevara? He beat a guy that, by the way, which is really the thing that I think no one in AEW understands is that to anyone watching who never watches WWE or who didn't watch NXT or 205 Live, who the fuck is Tony Nese? Right. Yeah. But all these marks all get excited because they're in the know. They know who this guy is. Well, guess what you're not doing? You're not growing a fan base. Because you're not well, introducing these people. I'll even tell you this. That's just it, it though. Mm-hmm. No, I was, I was going to say, that's yeah. just it. I mean, we need to just be honest and look at AEW as this is the brand. For everybody, that's a smart. It just, it's just, it just, it just be honest with you. Like majority well, numbers, of people, and it's not, it's not to be insult. I'm just being honest. No, no, because the numbers are showing that is exactly it. It's the the problem, and again, it's like they should be over a million every week, right? The problem is, is that they are pretty much for the last two years now an established. 750,000 viewer show. And that's like, that's your, that's your, you know, you take your highs and lows of numbers. That's about what you're averaging. So you're not growing your fan pace. How is this product going to be around in five years? So then you take, you have, so then last week's show, you have, Dante Martin signed with Taz, right? Then, in this past week's show, while Leo Rush is talking, he he comes out, just looks at him next next to Ricky Starks, and that was it. That's the whole thing. Like, there's no explanation. If anything, Dante Martin should have the have the mic and say, "Leo, let me tell you the reason why I didn't go with you, because these guys, because this, because that." Some explanation to put something between there. There was nothing. He just came, looked at him. Ricky came, and then, and then they went back to the back. Like that was the end of that whole promo. What did I just see? But that is the, that I, I said that a long, long time ago. I feel like that is really what's missing in uh, AEW. And like I said before, I want to like AEW. But every time I watch it, if I miss a week, I don't know what the fuck's happening. There's two whole fucking shows I got to watch. Do you see what I'm saying? There's no correlation. There's no consistent narrative. There's no way for me to get caught up. I feel like it's like 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 uh, Battlestar Galactica. Remember that show uh, uh, back in the day, uh, Matt? I know your ass is old enough to remember. <laughs> if if you didn't keep up with that show and you jumped in and watched, you wouldn't know what the fuck's going on. It looks cool as shit. You got robots zapping people and shit. You got all this drama, but you don't know what the hell's going on. And I feel like their narrative is not set up enough 
to clearly paint to even get new 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 uh, viewers. To be completely honest, you got to be a day one with this fucking show and love it all in. Well, and for you to even be liking it, I would say one last thing about it, and then we can go on to what their main event is. But even when you notice that when a lot of their talent comes out. For the most part, the crowd, to be honest with you, they're not even into it. There's only a few that they will make some noise for. For Of course, CM well, Punk, of course, Daniel. But when Ruby Soho came out, which was the next big thing, there was no pop for that. When Warlow came out, there was no pop for that. You know, I mean, I, and, I don't know. And, and they used the sweetener, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, you yeah. can tell there's points when they use a sound sweetener, and it's just like, yeah, yeah. So then you had your uh, your main event with uh, Andrade. What, it was El Idolo, yeah, El uh, Idolo. Um, against Cody. Cody, of course, is uh, still being booed. In fact, I like that one fan got a big old sign right in front of him while they're fighting. Go turn, Cody, turn. <laughs> like literally right in his face while he's. You know, uh, beating Andrade outside the ring, but um, but yeah, of course he's getting booed, and of course he's doing little spots here to get himself a cheer. But you know, it's like who cares? And of course, the biggest part of the night is Brandy deciding to be back in the um, back in the business again and lights a table with fire so that um, these guys can go through it. How she busted, she busted two uh, canisters, mini canisters, or whatever the hell that flame shit was. She did a damn, damn good job, to be completely honest with you. I've seen a lot of people fuck that up bad, and she did an excellent job. Was it needed, though? And I know we've talked about this before. Matt, was it well, needed? <laughs> let me just read what this, this, this person had to say. Uh-oh. Cody via pinball. Cody V winner Cody via pinfall reverse superplex through a flaming table. That match was absolutely uh, was absolute insanity. It was a terrific brawl, but that finish was unbelievable, and I didn't see it coming. Four stars. How many stars are this rating? Is this the same dude? Yeah, same dude. How many Uh, stars? I think I don't know. I guess four stars is is. uh, By the way. When you go through a a table that is on fire and then you become on fire because you've got the 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 lightning on you as well, the lighter fluid, and you're now on fire. uh, Does that seem believable that you now are the one that's that you're the one that's going to win the match in that particular manner? No. And Cody Rhodes is the only one who can win matches, apparently. <laughs> okay. Mind you, too, when he covered uh, Idolo for the pin, his his left shoulder was still on fire. Idolo had to cover it and put that mug out. I don't know at this point what does Cody have to do to solidify that he will give his body, his blood, and everything for AEW at this it's point. It's not for oh whoa, 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 whoa. It's not for <laughs> AEW. <laughs> It's for Cody's own fucking ego and right. the shit that he's, you know, doing. Um, l- listen, his uh, 
who, who's the fucking co-host on that stupid game show or whatever the fuck he does. He's in the building. Um, oh, yeah, with T-Pain and all them. T-Pain, that's right, yeah. So it's like you had that. You have him come in. You have him do this brawl that really was just not really impressive, to be honest. Um, Andrade is someone, again, who you brought in from WWE. Oh, look, they're going to do so many good things with this guy. And he's now just constantly losing to Cody. So that's a fucking burial right there. Yeah. But on top of everything, and this is the point that really pisses me off to no end, is the guy can't get himself over. So what do you do? We light a table on fire to get him to get myself over. (laughs) Because nobody is talking about that fact that he pinned Adrade who was supposed to be one of your fucking guys that you were going to be building. Right. It, it's absurd. It's it fucking absurd. You know what? I'll say this, and I'm not going to say anything more about AEW. First thing is I'm going to try something new. Next week, I'm going, the only first wrestling show I watch for the week is going to be AEW. And then I'll do what you do, Impact. And on Saturday, I'll watch everything else. And I'm going to see if maybe, if I like it more or interested in more. But the second well, thing I go, say, go into it with with an open mind. It all, know, I'm always open. You know, I, I turned on the TV. <laughs> Cause see, I I always have to tell myself like, you know, this is going to be tough for you. But let's pretend now that you're one of the uh, the marks in the audience and you're excited to see this. And now they're presenting you with material that you're excited to see and judge it from that point. And that and I always come out just being disappointed and. And I feel like I really am trying, you know. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Now, I, I now even the even thing... when they did the, I even say this. I go back. I'm sorry, man. Even when they <laughs> did um, the part where um, Orange Cassidy does his his little light kicks or whatever, and all the fans go, "Oh, oh, okay." So then the Young Bucks came out, and then they did that same thing. They did the tiny little kicks, and everybody's like, "Whoa, whoa!" I'm like, "Okay, I'm I'm pretending now, like, okay, this is really exciting." So, let's see, okay? Because <laughs> listen, man, all this is supposed to be disbelief, but but they make a, but they make a... they make a jokery to me. They make more of a jokery of it than it's supposed to be. That's really the problem. WWE lives in a world where you really can take yourself out of it. You really can, you know, look when Brock and Sammy and see that interaction and really go, man, this shit looks like it's real legit. Versus when they go in there and they do shit, it really looks like it's bad theater. And it takes you out of that disbelief. That's the problem I think that happens with me. But you got you got to understand one thing that is just just an unbelievable fucking thought process. And that is, so when you watch the WWE, they've branded themselves for years as sports entertainment. Yeah. Okay. So there should be a, a, just a broad horizon of different things on the show, but you've also been able to watch the product for 40 years, right? Or you can go on the network and catch stuff, you know, from all throughout its history. Mm-hmm. And you know, the one thing that it has common thread is that it's always had 
hokey shit because it's a superhero story. It's a fucking come to life comic book. Right, right. The, the thing with AEW is that these fans think that this is wrestling. This is really wrestling. <laughs> like, this is amazing. And the fact of the matter is, is that, yeah, Orange Cassidy could do that because the character's great because, you know, he's a wrestler. If that character existed in WWE's universe, they would be, well, that's sports entertainment. So it's shit. (laughs) That's all this is. And that's why I say, Simon, that's what gets me mad about that idea of the the clear the clear line drawn here is that no matter what the WWE does they're going to always say it's shit but whatever AEW does oh my god this is the greatest thing ever and you'll see like guys who wrote this article or you know recap and not even article just a fucking recap it's like four stars three stars nothing ever below that and just in in principle alone the segment between jericho backstage and the fact that it took three guys to beat up jericho (laughs) and 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 one's the tag team 2.0 who i honestly do not know their names i just know it's a number i also you know assume that they call themselves 2.0 because of the fact that they knew NXT was going to be calling themselves 2.0. So it's a little inside dig as well. Um, these guys beat up Jericho, who's apparently, you you know, one of your guys who could fall off a cage, hurt his elbow, and still go through and beat, like, you know, four consecutive guys to face MJF and beat MJF in a blow-off match. Right. So what the fuck? Well, does it make any sense? Well, I do agree with you on the not making no sense at times. But uh, I was going to say, what I think the biggest problem with AEW is, is number one, they do need to be happy of the fact that right now, we're not the only people with a podcast that give a lot of criticism or feedback on AEW. There's a lot. It don't take much. But I will say, the lesson is learned for a lot of people who left WWE to start AEW. Sometimes you can have all the potential in the world. But if you don't have the right people providing the proper direction, you can definitely make more problems for yourself. And everything that you have planned that sounds good may be muddled down in the details. And I think that's what's happening with AEW. I feel like there's a lot of potential. A lot of these guys that's on here and women, they do have some potential. I just feel like they don't have any good sound direction. Now, does that fall to Cody and all of them who are executives? Tony Khan? Most likely. I feel like that's where the change needs to happen. And they're definitely. Well, it's not going to happen. Whoa, whoa, whoa! It's not going to happen. You don't this think is they're, their they're capable? No, of course not, because it's already. This is their structure, and Tony Khan has now made it uh, very evident that he is the booker, and what he says goes. And you know, I'm sure the EVPs, the people who have any kind of like production credit into it, they probably have say over their matches. You know, they have Hogan control, basically. So, you know, Jericho and um, and the Bucks and Omega and Cody, uh, maybe Hangman, they're going to say pretty much, and probably at this point, Punk and Danielson, they 
they would have been stupid to sign contracts and not say, hey, I'm going to tell you exactly what I want when I want it. <laughs> so if you look at that, then the difference is, is that so everyone that goes to AEW, the reason that they're going there is because it's quote unquote a different backstage environment. It's a different type of place. And one of the reasons it's like that is because you have a boss who doesn't want to piss people off. He wants to be buddies. And that's going to be a problem. You can't do that. We're already yeah, yeah. If you're going to run a successful company, you can't be people's buddies. Plain and simple. In fact, that's the first sign that you're not capable of running a company. I don't care what you do, wrestling or otherwise. It's a business. You have and to make tough decisions. And he hangs his hat on the idea of uh, when they went up against uh, SmackDown and beat them in, you know, numbers on cable stations. Um, he hangs his hat that, yeah, we did that and we could probably do more, blah, blah, blah. And it's like what you don't realize is that you're going to get your fan base hyped up and those people are going to tune in for a higher uh, clip if you're going against the WWE, because that's their enemy. But even if you did that on a regular basis, if you face WWE head on a regular basis, you're not going to continuously win because after two or three weeks, it's going to wear off. The, your, your, your new people who came over to check out this hot thing is going to realize that there's no cohesiveness. There's no background on any of these wrestlers. You just assume everyone knows who a Tony Nese is or a Bobby Fish. Who the fuck was Bobby Fish to anyone if you didn't watch NXT? That's right. And then, and then a guy like Steve will say, well, Bobby Fish had a long, you know, storied career in ROH and, you know, had a blah, blah. Who the fuck watches that? But here's the thing, though. It's funny you mentioned Bobby Fish because when he came to NXT, obviously he came paired with Kyle Riley. They took the opportunity to kind of, without going in detail, all of his accomplishments and who he was called, him and Kyle O'Reilly, before coming over. Do you see what I'm saying? So, so at least that gives a little bit of insight, but they let that grow progressively. It wasn't just they the top tag team off the bat. They wasn't winning championships in NXT right when they debuted. And I think so that I'm... Go ahead, I'll, give you, I'll give you even a, a further example of what they should be doing on AEW. And that is exactly what you saw tonight during NXT. And that was promos, promos, promos. Every fucking break, at least on our end, the, the non-commercial end, you got two promos of wrestlers just to fucking know who these new people that you've never possibly seen or heard of before are going to be showing up on your TV in the next, you know, next couple of weeks to a month or so. You, you know, and, right and Tiffany that. Stratton has still got the daddy's a daddy's girl uh, uh, thing, which is going to be fabulous to see if that actually goes anywhere. Well, well, and it's funny you said because the NXT did the same thing with uh, the gentleman from Inglewood uh, on the previous uh, NXT on Wednesday, and they've been doing that with new people. And I think that does yeah, these are all to introduce. These you. are all these are all videos that w have been shown within the last three weeks on NXT. Yep. And yep. that's a smart way for people who are um, not getting the commercials. Show these videos. 
And that will get the kids more focused in on, oh, yeah, I can't wait to see this person. And it was even cool, too, because, you know, uh, even before the match, his opponent had even stated the same thing in his promo as well. You know, or solo. He's he mentioned the same thing. He might be from Inglewood, but he's facing, you know, so things like that can build on one another. So I agree with you 100 percent on that, Matt, which doesn't happen often. All right, guys, we're going to jump right over into Impact Wrestling. And uh, we finally got a chance to see one of the tape shows that was out here in Vegas. Last week, we talked about the fact that uh, why are you looking at me like that? So they they had it before Wrestle House. No, I know that. They've they've had the tape shows since October, buddy. No, I I, I know, I know. What, I, I what are we? What are you trying to convey? <laughs> the idea with just trans- transitioning from Wrestle House to getting another tape show. They've had quite a few tape shows, and then and I'm actually speaking more of the tape shows that came after um, Turning Point. Not the tape shows that were coming from um, Bound for Glory, so I don't know which ones are which. You know, I, I was, but I was thinking more of of um, of Turning Point. So I'm, yeah. I'm assuming they're on Turning Point show uh, on um, TV shows, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so that's what I was thinking of when I was saying we're finally now getting to those tape shows. I guess I should have been more specific on that. But nevertheless, uh, there was no Wrestle House. It was the main point. We, we went back into uh, some of the tape shows, and uh, it kicked off, of course. Uh, Moose and Matt Cordona was in the ring, and um looked like they're about to have their whole thing. And one of the things Moose told uh, uh, Matt Cordona that he should change his name to mid Cardona because that's all he would pretty much be. <laughs> Boy, he'd be hitting uh, uh, Matt Cardona hard on that, keeping him saying he's going to be a mid card. But anyway, uh, they had uh, their, they kicked off the show there. And then you got a chance to see um, Jay Vidal, who <laughs> was in a, actually had a match against Jonah. And so it was, it was kind of cool to see him again, a, a local guy. Matt. One more time. <laughs> Matt. Oh yeah, was I know. Right. That's that was a massacre. <laughs> That's her second uh, local person from FSW in what a month, right? Um, because then they have um, what do you call it? They had somebody else about a month ago. Well, Sandra Moon, Sandra Moon. I'm tripping. Sandra Moon. Yeah, her her. Was that uh, like a her month? Match, her match hasn't aired yet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, her, watch her, that, <laughs> her match, it, and it won't be on the uh, main show. I oh, think it's I not one of the um, the internet shows or smaller shows. Yeah. Oh, what are they missing out? But yeah, it was cool to see him back there um, talking with Scott Demore, saying, "Hey, man, put me on the match. I'm all I'm all dressed." And you know, Scott told him, "I don't think you want to fight this dude." But Vidal wanted to get in the ring, and it was a massacre. Jonah did what he does best, and it was great to see him. He actually, Jonah called out Moose and Josh Alexander, and, man, uh, I think this is probably when Josh is going to probably take his uh, another loss. You know, I don't like Josh losing. I always see him as a winner. So. You know, and <laughs> and, if, and if you would have gone to the tapings, uh-huh. you would already know. And I can't say anything. I know to uh, to tell you what happened. I know, I know. But anyway, that uh, that came out well. Um, 
And then, of course, at the very end of the show, I guess the whole idea is Moose has been trying to get uh, keep W. Morrissey on his side pretty much to keep, you know, Moose trying to make sure he holds on to the belt. So he's going to keep promising Morrissey that, hey, if you help me out, you're going to be the next one who's going to get this title shot. And Morrissey always seems to be there, but yet this title shot never seems to happen. So finally at this main event this past week where there was Morrissey and Moose, they uh, tagged against Eddie Edwards and Matt Cardona. And I guess after Eddie Edwards went ahead and um, and and um, and and pinned Moose, um, then W. Morrissey attacked Moose at the end. So, yeah, I guess uh, that whole thing is uh, that whole thing's going to come to an end. W. Morrissey wants his title shot. We'll see where that goes eventually. <laughs> um, but that was this past week's show. So for everyone that's already seen the four, eight, ten, twelve, twenty tapings, you already know how all this is going to come out. Nevertheless, it was a good show from Impact Wrestling. We have nothing on New Japan, and I didn't look for nothing, and we don't have Sin City Steve. So as far as we know, there's no New Japan news. Um, AAA uh, did run their big show. Uh, I think it was uh, Saturday night. Yeah, last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saturday night. Um, so FTR did retain their uh, tag championships. Okay. Uh, and uh, some other tag team won some. They beat uh, uh, a few of the name guys from uh, AEW or Impact or something. So there's the uh, really, really nuanced and very detailed triple a response <laughs> okay to their show but uh yeah if you want to see uh, what happened with triple a check them out uh you know go online and and look it up uh nwa had right. uh they had their, their uh, event the pay-per-view yeah and speaking and speaking of the uh the champ uh um, Trevor Murdoch retained his title mm-hmm. and then uh, was, uh, I believe, beat down by one Matt Cardona. <laughs> a a so de- death match, Matt Cardona. Yeah, they're they're allowing Matt to uh, to go out and uh, to uh, make his make his mark known as in, in as many companies as possible. So, yeah. Um, but you did see uh, Mick Foley showed up on uh, okay. on that show as well yeah. uh, as kind of a enforcer for that main event. Gotcha. Um, and there were some uh, some other names uh, that I can't come off the top of my head with, but uh, you know, it's hard uh, times too, right? Hard times too. Yeah. Uh, didn't the Pope get hurt and had to be hospitalized or something like that? Um. I don't know, but uh, you'd have to call the vet again and find out. <laughs> oh boy! No, uh, they were See, just that's saying why that. Uh, I, you know, that, now, that would be something that, like, uh, you know, like Madcap would say. Yeah, and I would love that. That's that's a great line. I would sit back and just just flap and shit like that because that shit is funny, you know. Yeah, as long as it was coming out of someone else's mouth except Madcap. Oh, you really hate no Madcap? I like Madcap. 
dude. Okay, seriously, put to, put together Madcap, Rick Boogs, and Elias. There you go. There is a tag team that those guys don't even need masks to just kind of go in and out. And the ref wouldn't know who it was. <laughs> oh man, I don't know about all that, but I I I like I like them together, man. Corbin and Madcap. Um. Is there any like uh, FSW things news you want to give out at all, or uh, no? Uh, really, uh, limitless uh, is going down at the FSW arena on the tenth. Okay. So, um, and uh, Trey Miguel will be defending the uh, X Division title, I believe, is the oh, plan. Wow. Okay. He'll be doing that there, and. As of right now, Davey Richards is supposed to be on the show, um, which we'll know more of for sure on uh, on Wednesday on the DeFalco Files. Um, as of right now, um, we're supposed to talk to Davey on the show. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll see. Um, but Davey Richards had um, some uh, broken ribs, I think it was, uh, just happened like a week or so ago so he had to pull out of shows this weekend um so hopefully he won't be affected for uh limitless so um but again we'll have uh, more knowledge on what's happening there um on wednesday on the defalco files perfect all right guys thank you for hanging out with us that's that was our, our wrestling talk if you're listening to us live we'll be back soon with three count and if you're listening to our podcast, make sure you download Tuesday's episode of Three Counts, where it's going to be three good topics. With that, thank you for hanging out with us. We will see you next week. We hopefully should have the, uh, the whole full crew. So it would be more entertaining. We can be send the city down with why the hell do you watch this stuff type comments. <laughs> All right. Until then, y'all take care. We see you. Peace. Biggest bad boys of podcasting.